listening to CPR. My name is Rex. And my name is Josh. We have an awesome CPR episode ready to go for you guys. And we you're here. Do. And we're like, yay, because we're here. You're here. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Rex saved me. <laughs> I, I think uh, you can save yourself perfectly fine. All right. Well, to look forward to in our awesome Rip Roaring podcast that is rearing to go. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about um, kind of this a little abstract, but it will be really interesting concept of class and how it doesn't need to exist, like middle class, upper class, that sort science of thing. class. No, that doesn't need necessary. to exist either, in my opinion. <laughs> Who needs biology? Um, and then the attacks against. Um, so by the time this episode is released, Trump will uh, probably pick somebody to nominate for the Supreme Court. But since we record them like a week in advance, we do not know. But the front runner, at least at the time of this recording, is Judge Amy Coney Barrett. My prediction is that it will be. So if. You guys see that person uh, nominated? Let me know, and uh, you can. I mean, that would be pretty impressive if I knew who it was, right? All right. So Rex is totally not gonna just add somebody's name in after the fact. I am going to be one hundred percent correct. I can guarantee it. All right, but we'll we'll the attacks against <laughs> this judge specifically are are already firing up and we'll talk about some of them uh to look forward to and then we have a kind of secret weird interesting thing to talk about at the end that rex kind of found and i was like oh okay let's talk about that it was um just laying on the sidewalk as i walked up towards josh's house it, it just came to me yeah it's kind of gooey i don't know what this is but <laughs> just kidding <laughs> anyway rex what do you have to tell us about your week about this week. This is actually a very exciting week because I am almost done with my uh, audio engineering program. And so, you good? <laughs> Sorry, just <laughs> breathing. Deep breaths. Ex breathing exercises are really good. <sighs> not not like that into the mic, please. But uh, I'm very excited about that. It, it's a super awesome program and I'm hoping that I will be able to get a a cool exciting job doing some fun stuff soon but that is that's been the big thing this week for me is that i'm getting really close to finishing up with that which i'm really excited about yeah well that will be really exciting especially if you get a good job and are able to give me a stipend yes uh i will josh is dependent on me i i can uh <laughs> i can write you off on my taxes as dependent <laughs> <laughs> yay awesome I, I, I'm going to be claiming Josh on my 2020 tax returns. Um, all right. Uh, I guess I'm okay with that. As long as I get money. I mean, just whatever it takes. That's not true. But anyway, let's move on. How was your week, Josh? All right. So um, this past week, I went to a worship conference with some friends. Ooh, and it exciting. was it was really fun. Um, I had some good experiences with God. Um, went with a couple of friends, and that was also a fun time going with them. Uh, some of, I met not, I wouldn't say crazy characters, but they <laughs> were more on the interesting side ah. as far as people go. All right, so uh, we, um, my friends and I were going to uh, meet up at the conference. So my parents dropped me off because mm -hmm. I can't drive yet. Oh, <sighs> you should have walked. 
yeah the 30 minute drive that it was okay yeah um walking anyway parents dropped me off and i have this little backpack with like a water bottle in case i get thirsty after (laughs) worshiping you know um and like i don't know like animal crackers a snack or something (laughs) um but i go in with my little backpack thing and uh the guy at the door is like hi welcome to the worship conference they don't really allow backpacks in here. And then he like kind of stares intently at my face and he's like, but you don't look like the type that would bring a bomb in. So you're good. <laughs> wow. And he's that's... like, you have an honest face. And I'm like, oh, um, thanks. You do have a very honest face. You don't look like a liar. And I apparently don't look like a terrorist either. Which, wow, that's really know. good. At least I got something going for me there. <laughs> yes, um, not looking like a terrorist is a really great. All right, really so, great attribute to um, have. Met uh, met with some of my friends. We were at the registration uh, table. They had like gave us wristbands and stuff. And this was a multi day conference. It was about three days. Um, and so registering, and I was wearing an Oklahoma shirt because if you don't know, I'm from Oklahoma, and I like to show my Oklahoma pride. Woo! It's okay. Yeah, probably. Um, no. Where was I going with this? Oh, wearing Oklahoma shirt, and this guy comes up to me. He's kind of like this sort of biker type, you know, mm-hmm. and um, with the long hair, and he's like, oh, I went through Oklahoma riding on my bike. They don't require <laughs> helmets, so I went and got me an Oklahoma hat. And, <laughs> and he was, like, really describing this hat, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, and he was really intent on telling me every single detail about this hat he got. Gotta love hats. Yeah. And then, all right, so sorry if I'm boring you, but no. one more thing. Um, and then uh, third day, so I happened- Third day? They were there? No. Oh. It's too high budget. Um, uh The third day of the conference, I uh, forgot my wristband, and you know you, you're not really allowed in without your wristband, so I go to the registration table, and I'm like, hey, I'm really sorry, I, I forgot my wristband at home. Is there any way that I could get a replacement? And then she kind of like stares intently at me, just like this other guy did. And he and she's like, mm. and then she's like, ah, no, you have an honest face. So I got the <laughs> same thing twice, the same conference. And I'm, I'm like, what is this? What we're learning, Josh, is that you have a very honest face. I, I guess so. And I'm like, you know what? It's not the first time I've gotten that in the past three days. I mean, I, I wouldn't be complaining if somebody said I had an honest face. Hey, Rex. Josh. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it. That's all okay, right. I have um, a beard, which, according to uh, the first, the first fancy job I ever worked, um, beards are a sign of people who are untrustworthy, and so I had to shave it when I applied. <laughs> yeah, you know, Rex. Now that you do have a beard, I can see why they might say that. Yes, I, I will say the the whole wristband to get access sounds a whole lot like the mark of the beast to me. I, I think you should have been more careful about the whole worship conference thing, but no. suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. So have you ever seen the parent trap, Rex? Uh, I have. Depends on which one. I the have seen one. the one with Lindsay Lohan. Yes, yes. I have seen that All right, one. So it's like you. I have class and you don't. Do you remember that line? Vaguely. Right, I saw so. it m- many years ago. Ah, uh, you don't watch it every day? Mm. Unlike some people. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Definitely don't watch it every day. Uh, you don't. <laughs> moving on. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. I have class and I, uh, you don't. So I just thought this was really interesting. 
oh, this concept. That's your segue? Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay, move on. All right. So this concept of having, uh, uh, like, separating into different classes as a society, um, it was a really, really interesting thing when I read about it in this book that I was reading uh, by Mark Levin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just talking about how the left creates these concepts of classes Mm -hmm. to make people uh basically pitted against each other is he the british guy that fills in for sean hannity sometimes uh no oh bummer uh that's i think you're thinking of mark stein oh yeah i like him but i i don't know mark levin very well all right anyway um but uh what was i saying oh yes uh so this kind of sense of inferiority and just like oh this person thinks that they're better than me just because they have wealth therefore they think they're in this better class Mm -hmm. therefore i can't possibly align myself with them and it creates this bitter divide between americans which in my opinion doesn't really need to be there in the first place yes there are people that have more money than others um but there's always going to be someone who has more and someone who has less Mm -hmm. unless you're at the top very top but this idea that classes can't mingle or classes kind of stay with their own is just a thought that i'm like why does this you know have to be what do you think about that um i definitely agree and i don't think i've seen it to quite the extent that some people talk about it because for me being in the homeschool community i'm amazed at the there's a major difference especially just in our local area of classes that participate in homeschooling um and it's a very I, i don't think the same there's the same number of upper class people in relation to middle and lower class in say obviously like a private school which is where i first went to school my family was by no means rich but that was one of the decisions that my parents made was when i was in early elementary school i went to a private school and i think i saw a lot less diversity and it kind of it's interesting to see that in homeschooling and i have plenty of friends all over the class spectrum and i don't really have a problem with that it's weird to me to see how divided people get over it. Sorry, that was long and rambly. No, that's okay. Um, yeah, and I just, I'm I'm asking this question: Why has uh, why is this kind of here? Because when you think historically, when did kind of this idea of classes kind of set in? Because uh, when you look back at the very beginning, you just had everybody coming over. They were or not pioneers, but uh, the pilgrims. And they're kind of all in the same boat. They're just working the land. They're doing their job. I mean, there were multiple boats, but. Uh, <laughs> Rex thinking the he's The Mayflower's funny. just the big one that people talk about. Uh, <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought. Mm, train wreck. Just like this sentence. Anyway, um, but. <laughs> Even historically, it wasn't always that from the beginning. That, therefore, I'm saying that it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. I'm not saying I'm by no means arguing for the redistribution of wealth, but I don't mm-hmm. know that wealth should be necessarily um, a sign of class. What do you think about that? I think that people like to put labels on things, and I think more more than anything, the sign uh, the the classes that we have right now come more from an archaic era 
but like the serfs that would be working for the lords of the land back in the Middle Ages and that era. That was generally, I think that's where a lot of our ideas of class started out. You were either a lord uh, or a baron or one of the many different titles that they had. Or a or, king like me. Uh, yes, a king, just like Josh. Or you were a serf or a peasant and you worked the land in return for housing and food. And that was your lot in life. And you never progressed from that. You never went anywhere. You were just stuck in that position pretty much. Unless some crazy random miracle happened and you stumbled upon a bag of gold or something. But generally, you were a serf or a lord. Or you were a serf who was put into the army to become a knight. And then you used that as your route. That was one of the few routes to riches for the lower class. But now... There's so many ways to make money that the the class distinction is becoming a lot less clear. Uh, there's such a blurred line between upper and middle and lower class that it's really, I don't think it's a necessary distinction. Um, we should just be taking care of people no matter what their class. Yeah, and this is kind of a fundamental aspect of Marxism because if, uh, like I said this a little before, if there are no classes, then there can be no revolution. So mm -hmm. if there's no uh, revolution, then there's no transition to socialism or communism. And you're like, oh, communism in America? No, that's that's unfortunately like a really real possibility. Mm -hmm. There's it, lots of steps. It started with FDR, New Deal, things like that. Um, but when when you think about, well, if if we see that the that creating this huge gap between classes is a step towards this uh, government type that we don't want. Why don't we kind of apply ourselves to trying to kind of destroy that divide, you know? Mm -hmm. Because the whole concept of Marxism is built on the proletariat um, and the bourgeoisie and all those things. And they would argue that the, the whole point of communism or socialism even, is to get rid of that class distinction and make it so that they are all one class. Yeah, but that's the problem, is because it doesn't. It just makes everybody in poverty. Mm -hmm. It doesn't raise anybody up. It just drags absolutely everybody down. Even I the mean, people, everybody's in the same class. <laughs> uh, what I'm kind of meaning is more of a, oh, instead of a, oh, you're lower class, you automatically hate uh, upper class or mm -hmm. vice versa then there can be kind of this more of a, oh, I might uh, make less than you, but we can still, um, I don't have to like hate you just because you have more money than I do. Absolutely. Or I don't have to hate you because you have less money than I do or something like that. And I feel like a lot of times it's this sense of victimhood, victimhood of circumstances, of um, just all these things. Uh, where you're like, oh, I can't possibly advance to the next level because of this divide. Mm -hmm. And it's really discouraging to people, I think. Yeah. And we, if there isn't that divide, then there's not, there can't, uh, there's not as easily, I'm sorry, this sense of victimhood where you can't possibly um, advance your placement in life, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the thing is that a lot of people, I think, want this class distinction to be there. And I'm not saying that it's not uh, necessary or that it's not 
a distinction to be made because it clearly is. Different people have different experiences in life because of how much uh, money they have and the kind of environment they grow up in. That can completely change how people experience life. And so it's definitely a distinction to be aware of, but not don't treat people differently based on their class. Just make yourself aware of hey, this person might not have the exact same experience with this as me and try and understand why they view life the way that they do. I think that's a big thing for us as Christians is to see people coming from different points of view and different places in life and try to understand how they're seeing the world differently from us. All right, so Rex, what has two wheels? Um, a segue. <laughs> All right, so attacks against the front runner, like we talked about, Amy <laughs> Judge, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, have already started, and I just kind of want to uh, read some of them, and okay. we'll talk about them a little bit. Absolutely. Um. So, uh, just again, uh, Barrett is Judge Barrett is a staunch uh, Catholic, so she's um believes in Jesus and all those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not a Catholic, but you know. Uh, where's it going? Oh, so, and then a staunch conservative as well. Okay. All right. So with that background knowledge, let's take a look at this quote from Senator Dianne Feinstein. She is a Democrat. And this was in 2017 when, uh, Judge Barrett was being, um, appointed to, I believe the court of appeals or uh, a court like that. Um, but I think in your case, professor, she's talking to Barrett. Um, when you read um, your speeches, the conclusion one draws is that the dogma lives loudly within you, and that's of concern. All right, so to break this down into um, something that I can understand, uh, basically she's saying you have too strong of values that are um, Christian that is not fitting of somebody of public office. Oh, boy. Yeah. And so that immediately stuck out to me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that those are my That's brain the, processing those noises you made. <laughs> Who are you to say <laughs> that my or anybody's ideals are not befitting of public office? Bernie Sanders was uh, he he has said that Christianity had um, can disqualify some people from public office, hmm. and I'm like, what is this garbage? Yeah. So I thought we could talk about that. Why would this concept of, I mean, obviously we have freedom of religion, uh, things like that. Why would this concept of, oh, you're religious, you can't hold public office, even have any sort of foothold in America? I mean, we talked about this last week or a couple weeks ago, um, but the the whole concept of people seem to take separation of church and state and take it way too far. To this point of, oh, if you are part of a church or have a religious conviction, you are not allowed to be a part of the state, which is not the intention. And I guess the point is to not let the church control the government, but not let the government control the church either. It's supposed to be this separation of power so that having power in one does not mean power in the other, but not to say, oh, you can't be a part of this because you're supposed to be 
people are supposed to be a part of, especially in America, the people are the government. Again, like people have different outlooks on life based on their uh, upper, middle, or lower class, their religious convictions, the the way they grew up, what they did for school, or where they went to school, where they lived. Everybody has these things that shape their outlook on life and disqualifying for somebody from that position just because they were, they have a, a, like a religious conviction, that seems utterly ridiculous and not at all the intention of the whole separation of church and state concept. All right, so here's where the hypocrisy becomes laughable. All right, so the late Justice uh, Ginsburg, who uh, made the vacancy um, on the Supreme Court, uh, she was she grew up Jewish, and she had her and her Jewish beliefs influenced her in many of her uh, judicial decisions. Like for example, um, she uh, this is a really minor example. But she uh, argued for the court not to meet on Yom Kippur. Oh, interesting. I don't think I said that right. <laughs> no, I think I think you did as far as Americanized pronunciations go. So. All right. Well, let's go with it. Uh, man, I can't remember the specific example. But uh, a lot of Jews were uh, mad because they didn't like how the Christianized calendar was being used universally in government. And she... Uh, did a lot of things to try to change that. Interesting. Um, and so this this concept of re- religion not influencing <laughs> judicial opinions is just completely absurd. Yeah. Um. So basically, she's the role model for a lot for a lot of the progressives. She's basically their champion, you might say. And um, she made a lot of big changes over the past. Oh yeah. Uh, over her tenure, she she has had a huge impact. Whether you think it's for the good or the bad or a little bit of both, you can't deny that she has had an enormous impact on the entire political and social landscape of the U.S. Oh, yeah, definitely. But just the concept of her Jewish beliefs um, influencing, and she wasn't a practicing Jew at at the end, but still her ideology of favorability towards Jews it totally influenced a lot of her positions. Yeah. And for uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, oh, I said it again, <laughs> again. <laughs> Bernie Sanders and um, Diane Feinstein to even suggest that um, religious views should disqualify, uh, disqualify you from public office is, I think, just completely idiotic. What do you think, Rex? I think it is for sure ridiculous. And it... It is amusing to me because I don't I don't think Ruth Bader Ginsburg would be w- would say that uh, your faith uh, disqualifies you. I think that she would be against that, and so saying that she should not be replaced with somebody who has religious convictions seems like a, a little bit of a stretch to me. Uh, I don't know that she would support that. Now, obviously, I cannot speak for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Wait. but. Are you Ruth Bader Ginsburg reincarnated? Yes, she was reincarnated 18 years ago into me before Ugh. she had died. That, no. but Makes sense. I just think that speaking for her, despite the fact that I shouldn't be allowed to do that, I don't think that she would be in support of gatekeeping public office based upon religious convictions. Yeah, more than likely not. Um, although she did say that she didn't want Trump to replace her. She wanted the new president to. 
and apparently <laughs> Trump couldn't possibly be the new president, but I mean he could be, and then the it might take a while for the the new president. I know. <laughs> like, so we'll see how years. the selection here goes. I know, but uh, I just thought that was really um, something fascinating to consider. All right, Absolutely. so I don't have another segue joke for this next one, so we're just gonna hop right in. <laughs> All right, so you just did it. What? <laughs> you should hop on the sub- segment. <gasps> no way. Oh, my goodness. I'm so clever, and I don't even realize Josh it. is a genius. Uh-huh. Full-time genius, by the way. All mm-hmm. right, so this is going to go really quick. But It's this, an internship, it's, though. It's, he doesn't get paid. Oh, man. It's volunteer. Uh, so this is just kind of something Rex found and thought it was really funny so we could talk about it. So there's an old TV that knocked out internet in a village every morning for 18 months. 18 months is a long time. To go without, to internet goes kaput every morning. All right, so um, a lot of uh, residents of, I'm going to, Rex, why don't you pronounce the hard name for once? Aberhosen. Aberhosen, okay. It it looks almost German, but it says it's in Wales. All right, so uh, Welsh village, apparently. Um, of Aberhosen, uh, some residents were frustrated because their broadband internet would go out every morning precisely at 7 a.m. Oh so, like, goodness. engineers from, like, the telecom com- um, company uh, came to the village many times. They, they couldn't <laughs> figure out there was nothing wrong with the equipment, um, things like that. And um, they even replaced, like, some of the cables, hmm. uh, hoping that would kind of solve the problem. But... Uh, they 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 eventually determined that some outside source must be kind of interfering with the with the connection, <laughs> um, but they didn't know what uh, could be you know like having so much like this electrical interference that would yeah. um, kick out. That's the really internet. weird. Um, but so they um, had a spectrum analyzer to help them locate the source of the interference at uh, yes. seven a.m. It, they found it. It was an old TV set <laughs> that the homeowner would turn on every morning at 7 a.m. Oh, my goodness. So, like, with the little bunny ear things. Mm-hmm. Or what, what are they called? Bunny ear, right? The antenna? Yeah. Um, dog ear. I don't know what they're called. Um, but, you know, with the little square yeah. box TV. <laughs> every morning, 7 a.m. precisely. I um, just can't imagine. The only people that watch tv consistently at the same time every morning that i can think of are my grandparents so i don't know wait are your grandparents welsh no (laughs) they are not oh okay are your grandparents welsh no why would you ask such a ridiculous question of course not oh Um, how rude of me i'm so sorry you should be uh the resident that owned the tv was mortified to learn that their tv was causing the problems and promised never to turn it on again (laughs) wow so don't now get this, to watch poor, TV? this poor person doesn't get to use their TV set just because it inconvenienced the entire village. You know, How that's kind of selfish, you, I would say. That is, yeah. You, <laughs> you should it, you should watch TV if you want to watch TV. Don't let don't let anybody's internet be impacted. Them newfangled def- devices, the <laughs> internet. <laughs> but. Since they haven't turned it on, there have been no more reports of the internet outages. I wish they would have explained why it was causing that, but I guess... Um, Because the TV was so old and it caused so much electrical output 
or input, uh, whatever. I, yeah, I can see that. Okay. It interfered with internet somehow. Very cool. All right. Gotta well, love causing people problems. All right. And for our next segue, it's pure question time. Pure questions. That completely related. Yes. Segue is going to be my new favorite word. And I'm going to never use it. You know it's not spelled like segue, right? Oh, it's not? I guess I didn't think about it. I wasn't sure because I, I thought it was spelled S-E-G-W-A-Y for the longest time. And so then uh, I saw the word segue and wondered what it was. <laughs> but it's segue, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, you learn something useless and boring every day, don't you? I, that's why they listen to our podcast. What? No, it's not useless It's and boring. It's completely entertaining and uh, informational. Absolutely. Or at least that's what we tell ourselves. All right. Do we have any <laughs> peer questions, Rex? We have one from Brianna. And Brianna asks, how do y'all believe people will react after the election? Will it be all out war or will things just be normal? All right. So if there's one thing that we have found out since the beginning of the coronavirus is that normality is a facade. <laughs> All right. So there's no such thing as normal. Just putting that out there. Um, but. There are a lot of people that say, oh, all the coronavirus restrictions will go away if Trump uh, wins. Mm -hmm. um, all the rioting will go away if Trump wins. There's just a ruse by the left to um, kind of get attention for the campaign. And I think that's wrong. Yeah. Notice how people that are saying that are uh, they are the Trump supporters. And the people that are saying if Trump doesn't get elected, it'll all go away are the people who aren't Trump supporters. <laughs> it's almost like people are just using these current events as excuses for their candidate to win. Well, I mean, I'm a Trump supporter and I'm not saying that. So That's fair. You're the first there one. There <laughs> goes your analogy. Josh is the first Trump supporter to think that he won't fix all the problems in the world. It's incredible. No, it's it's not that he <laughs> fixes the problems. You're completely misunderstanding and misquoting me. And I'm not okay with that. Just kidding. I'm just following in your footsteps, Josh. Um, <laughs> uh, it's more of a fact that it's not all like, so the president is powerful and all that. But yeah, he can't control every aspect. And more, we don't want him to control every aspect. <laughs> That's kind of the point. <laughs> um, so I think a uh, good argument against the fact that oh this will all go away is that uh because of uh, uh trump's uh ability to fix problems well i mean he's president right now and mm -hmm. the problems aren't necessarily fixed it's not his fault though it's and it's not necessarily his job to tell people not not to riot in the cities he's offered uh assistance to the cities and the mayors are like no mm -hmm. like that and they say it like that rex say it no oh that was a great no i like it um, it was but on the other side of that, I do see that this there's a lot of attention grabbing, and I think that America is really divided at this point, unfortunately, and we unfortunately might see more rioting if if Trump is reelected because people not wanting uh, because of people not wanting to accept the fact that he was reelected. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I basically talk the whole time what do you think no you're i i agree uh to a certain extent there's but i i would like to also get your thoughts on what she said do you think there will be all-out war how how contentious do you think the political situation is going to get i personally think 
it's going to be it's going to depend on the candidate. But what do you think about that? Well, I mean, obviously, she's not talking about well, I, I believe she's not talking about all completely like uh, guns. And- yeah, I, not that kind of war, but between especially between the sort of Factions. partisan uh political situation that we've got going on for the most part do you think it's going to get crazy or oh i believe it will most definitely get crazy and that's a really unfortunate part of politics that uh there's a lot of finger pointing and there's a lot of oh if we would have won oh this wouldn't have happened type Mm -hmm. of thing which is just completely ridiculous yeah um i bet we're gonna have a lot of uh if trump wins we're gonna have a lot of celebrities not moving to canada again oh man (laughs) i just want to get rid of some of them but you know any do you hear this was something really funny that biden said he's like if if uh trump wouldn't that uh basically he said that um all of the coronavirus deaths were uh, Trump's fault, and if somebody else would have been president, nobody would have died from the coronavirus. Oh, and I'm like, huh? How obtuse do you have to be to make a claim like, like that? Even even if we're talking about the countries that handled everything as quote unquote perfectly as you can imagine, like every everything was shut down, masks were mandatory, and not, nobody was allowed to go outside their house and everything. Even in the countries that set that up, people still died. So that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, but um, that's our man Joe Biden right there. Bo Jiden. All right. Um, but uh, what do you think about the all-out war part? I, I think that, again, it's going to depend on the political candidate that is elected. Um, I think that... If um, if Trump is reelected, that there's going to be a lot of the similar things that happened. Um, if we're like 2016 election, there were people having aneurysms and go- freaking out when Trump was elected. It was the Russians. It was the Russians. Um, no. But we don't have to talk about that. But um, there there were people going nuts after that happened, and then all of a sudden there there's the sort of status quo that we've reached. And I think it's going to be, to be completely honest, to me, it feels like Trump has already served two terms. It feels like he's been there for such a long time (laughs) that it's like, oh, I'm just kind of used to it at this point. So if he's reelected, I feel like people are going to be upset, definitely. But I think there's also going to be a sort of normalcy to it. People are going to be like, oh, well, the the people that like Trump are going to be like, great he's still here he has more time to do the things that we want him to do people that don't like him are going to be like dang it i wish he hadn't been reelected. i'm really frustrated and then they're going to just settle back into the normalcy of complaining about things that trump does and getting mad and being like i can't wait till he's out of office but it's gonna go back to the sort of status quo that we're in right now i think mm, that's interesting um I think they're they're unfortunately I've kind of said there might be riots if Trump wins. But on the other hand, if Biden wins, you're not going to see like any anybody rioting because that's unfortunately or not unfortunately, but that's that's not the way that uh, kind of like conservatives behave in that way. Uh, like you've never heard of. I mean, you, I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? So mm-hmm. like, uh, I hear what you're saying. Like all the left wing radicals, not like necessarily all Democrats. But uh, they're out there rioting right now. Um, we see a lot more prevalence of generally far left wing 
rioters and even just protesters in general. It, it's really just the, the nature of the different parties. Although I am wondering, will we see more radical conservatives standing up if Biden is um, is elected? What I wonder what we'll see from that whole political situation. Was there that when Obama was elected? No, there wasn't. But I'm wondering if we're at a contentious enough point in history that it could happen. We will see, I guess. Uh, I'm going to wager no. And I am going to wager maybe. Yeah, But you we'll would. see. I All would. Right. Well, as always, send us a question to rexandjoshcpr at gmail.com. Absolutely. And you can send them to social media at rexandjoshcpr on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. And make sure you check out out our merchandise store where we have lots of nice things for you guys yes if all has gone well we have done a giveaway successfully so you can check our instagram for the results of that or i will be putting them at the end of this episode which should be coming up soon so congratulations to the winners we aren't sure who they are yet but we're excited to do this and if you guys would be interested in more giveaways in the future let us know what we can do for that yeah and you know what I think our whole audience is linear, uh, are winners. You know why? Why? Because they listen to this podcast. Wow. Congratulations, you. Everybody's a winner. Only some people get um, shirts. So some people are more winners than others. Yes. Some people win things. Some people win the pride of listening to CPR. There you go. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to go on out on a limb and say I won the 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 cpr giveaway yes josh with no instagram account won our instagram only giveaway congratulations josh party what an achievement all right guys i'm great at this thank you so much for listening we will see you guys in the next one all right next episode yeah i'm still sorry Bye. bye thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of cpr josh and i really hope you enjoyed it the winners of the giveaway for first prize, the winner is Hannah T, and that is for the official CPR shirt of your choice. And for second prize, the 20% off coupon, the winner is Brianna S. Both of you should have received messages on Instagram, so check your DMs and find out how you can claim your prizes. Thank you to everyone who entered. We're going to do another one of these in the future, so definitely keep an eye out on our Instagram. We love you guys. Thank you so much for the support.